Welcome to Business Today with the MBA on Money Radio WPSE. My name is John Cray, President and CEO of the Manufacturing Business Association, and it is my pleasure to welcome two of my teammates at the MBA, Tracy Daggett, our Manager of Professional Development Training Services, and later in the program, Rachel Serkovniak, one of our human resource consultants and trainers, will be with us. Tracy and Rachel are going to share with us, uh, you, our listeners, um, what we have been up to when uh, supporting our members and the employers in the area when it comes to developing their employees, um, not only during this COVID crisis, but also um, some of our other programs that we've been conducting literally for 30 plus years. So we're going to start out this morning with Tracy. Um, Tracy, thank you so much for joining us. And please, if you would, tell us a little bit more about yourself. My pleasure, John. Thank you for having me. My name is Tracy Daggett. I am the Manager of Professional Development Training Services here at the Manufacturing Business Association. Uh, so my main responsibilities is to oversee training development programs, classes, and development uh, that includes all professional development training, including food safety and computer training as well. So that goes into scheduling development um, and implementation of the classes. I'm also an instructor as well. Great. Um, Tracy, certainly we're gonna, we are going to focus the bulk of our time on, on what we've been up to recently with respects to how we've been managing this COVID and, and helping our employees with developing their employee or their, our members through developing their employees through this experience. But to give our listeners a, a, a quick sense or a high overview of when we say we offer training classes, can you just share with our listeners some examples of the types of programs and also the length? You know, is it, uh, you know, a few hours? Is it, you know, months? How, how do those programs go so that when we do talk about what we're, how we're offering it, they can relate to those things? Sure. Well, we have uh, quite a variety of lengths and topics of programs that we offer here at the MBA. And our Keystone programs Primarily what you're looking at is our series programs, which is the supervisor skills and leadership programs. Now I say series because those are a series of classes. They are full day classes, eight days. Supervisor skills consists of 10 days and leadership is five. Uh, they both really focus on the fundamentals of supervision uh, and managing people. Uh, that goes with motivation and leadership qualities right down the line to discipline, uh, doing appraisals, and a little bit of interviewing too. It depends on what series you're looking at. Along with that, uh, to partner with those, we have full day programs that are topic specific. So, so say for instance, like our top essentials for managers, which they can do a one day program and it kind of gives them a little general overview of the top essential skills for those positions. Uh, motivating your employees. Uh, there, there's quite the variety. We have half day classes as well, which would be a four hour class. Uh, things like customer service, public speaking, workplace civility. Uh, and that goes without saying our other programs such as food safety, which we offer every month. And then we also have our computer classes, which encompass, uh, you know, your primary Excel programs on different levels and also access and PowerPoint all right, right on down the line to the Microsoft programs. Great. Great. So is in, in our discussions with companies, you know, many times, um, the employer knows how to train their employee in their specific industry, but because of the diversity and the variety of the types of companies that we have the opportunity to work with, we cover, well, we, we want to call them more general good business skills. Mm -hmm. We also get into very specifics as to how to handle those situations. So great stuff, great stuff. 
Um, the only other thing I, that I think could be helpful to kind of put some things into to context is the variety of ways in which we conduct programs, um, be it uh, public, what we call open workshops or on-site. Can you can you share with the group a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah, uh, Pre-COVID, you know, our, our foundation was doing classes here at the Manufacturing Business Association Conference Center here in Erie, but we also, also do regional offerings in locations such as our, our Cranberry office, St. Mary's, we've been to Williamsport, uh, Butler, Hermitage, where we have a centralized regional location where people that maybe it's a little bit closer for them and convenient to send their employees, we'll do training there. And then we also do on-sites. We'll go right to our member and train right at their facility. Uh, that along, you know, since March, uh, we've also expanded our catalog into online and virtual offerings as well. Well, Tracy, based on the many challenges related to COVID-19, um, how has the training department responded and, and altered the way in which we are delivering our programs to our members and their employees? Well, we had to react fairly quickly in March when uh, COVID really ramped up into really diversify our catalog into kind of converting more of our classroom settings, but also offering them as an online offering, uh, live online, using uh, a bunch of different formats. So we've tried to uh, navigate our way through that to make it the most convenient way and accessible way for our members and also still conducting the training in a safe, appropriate way for our members. So uh, reaction-wise, it was trying to how do we adapt what we currently do and still offer it virtually. Mm -hmm. And how has the response been? What sort of feedback have you gotten from the members? and? How about as uh, you guys as trainers? How have you felt about that transition? Uh, the participants, uh, a lot of good response so far from the participants, the convenience of it, uh, the navigating through it. Uh, they, they seem to still get the impact in the point that we want to make throughout mm -hmm. the classes. Mm -hmm. We as trainers, quite honestly, we in the beginning it was a struggle for us. Mm -hmm. Both Lisa and I, we are very personal, hands-on type of trainers, and, and we love being in the classroom. So we've had to adapt, and we've gotten used to it. Uh, we've gotten better at it, and uh, much better technical-wise, too, handling the virtually uh, broadcast. So. Sure. Well, I know since uh, for the last three months now, two two months, I should say, we have been doing in-person programs, but we also continue to do the virtual. And we, the in-person isn't going to go away, but we certainly don't anticipate. We anticipate the virtual to stay with us as well. So yeah. good stuff, good stuff. Now, the, the MBA training department uh, has built its reputation not only on relevant and timely content, but also on the experience of participating in the programs. How has the COVID pandemic impacted um, your approach, our approach, uh, to being able to continue to make that a key part of our offerings. Well, we feel that even though it's virtual, we've, we've still maintained the experience element of our training by choosing the right format. And we've chosen to go primarily with uh, Teams, Microsoft Teams format, which allows it to be much more interactive, engaging. We can share screens, we can share handouts, and the participants also can see each other. So that's... Uh, we've been able to kind of maintain the experience part of our training by using the right format. Great, great. Well, we've talked about challenges just in, in closing this portion of our of our discussion, and then we'll, we'll welcome Rachel. Um, how about what have been some of the positive experiences that the department has uh, has been able to focus on? Uh, there has been there has been positive things <laughs> even through COVID uh, because 
looking at it from a big picture, I think it's made our training department better. Uh, it's made us more flexible, uh, much more amenable to our um, our members' needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gotten better doing virtual formats, and we've gotten better as trainers doing both in in class and virtual. And uh, so I just I, I think that is a good move for our training department to diversify our offerings and expand our catalog. So that has been a good thing. Great. Yeah. No. Depending on a company's policy, um, especially corporate policy. And, and on the employee's comfort level, um, you know, while we're certainly glad to have, have our uh, members and company employees with us in in-person programs, if the policy doesn't permit it or if, if uh, an employee may not feel comfortable with in-person, we're glad to be able to offer that alternative. So. Sure, and we definitely have had members that see the value of both. We've had the value, members that have chosen the in-class experience opposed to virtual and just wanted to wait till the classrooms opened up. Mm-hmm. And we've had just the opposite, where people prefer the convenience of doing it from home or doing it from an office. Great, great. Tracy, thank you for sharing that great information. And next we will be hearing from Rachel. Well, Rachel, thank you. And again, it's great to have you with us as well. Um, We look forward to, would love to hear from you a little bit more about um, how we continue to host workshops uh, for our members, but specifically your primary area of focus is helping our members, employees that are responsible for strategically planning as well as executing the HR function within the organization. So prior to getting into those specifics, could you tell us a little bit more about what what else you do here at the association? Well, I really uh, partner with businesses as an HR consultant. We'll go in there and we just adjust based upon what our you know employers in the local area and even a little bit farther really need. So um, we adjust. We really partner with the company, you know, for strategic needs to focus on and really help each organization uniquely. Great. So if, for example, that we have a small member, a company might have ten employees. Um, offering some different support there versus a mid-sized member who has some larger employees and some larger issues uh, and some larger challenges. Um, can you share with us just a couple of examples of the sorts of things that you do when you are out in the field, not necessarily in the in the class? Yeah, we do a lot of, you know, handbook um, writing. So we help a lot of smaller organizations kind of get set up. I mean, a lot of smaller organizations can't really afford to have the HR departments that the larger companies can have. So they really need that foundation set up. Whereas our larger um, companies that we work with really need that, you know, continuous uh, learning and, you know, might need help with, hey, can you come in and audit um, our files to make sure we're legally compliant. That's that's a big important thing, especially with all the laws and regulations that change. Mm-hmm. Um, those are key factors. If, if you haven't updated a handbook in the last five years, um, you know, it's probably a good time to, to go ahead and get that uh, looked at. Um, so there's a lot of different um, things that we work on, a lot of affirmative action plans um, for our larger companies that really need to track that information. So the best way to start is really look at the organization, work with them and say, you know, hey, what do you need? You know, how can we assist and, and be flexible, you know, whether that's in-person support um, or virtual support. Great. I think what's we know what's one of the most valuable things that you specifically bring to the workshops is you you are an HR professional. For years, you've been an HR professional. And what you've done now is you're taking what you're able to do, what you've learned to do, and then translate that into being an instructor as well. So you come at it from an execution standpoint, and you understand the challenges and the pitfalls and how to overcome some of those scenarios. So it's great that you have that experience when you come into the classroom working with the, the participants. So 
with that being said, uh, can you help us to understand why is it so important for the HR professionals to continue to take classes, even though they may have been doing it for a while? Why, why continue to take the classes? Oh, that's a really good question because it's extremely important. It doesn't matter how long or little that you've been in HR, you know, laws and current events, you know, they just continue to shape our organization. You know, in the past, I've made some mistakes. Um, I didn't take the time to take new classes. Um, we all get really busy, especially with the current pandemic, probably added responsibilities. But I really missed out uh, not only with legal compliance, um, for the workplace, but also innovative ways to address the change in workplace. So we, a lot of times we have to look at the dynamic, the culture, you know, what employers and employees want are, are changing. Uh, so it's important to kind of stay updated and, and try not to get wrapped up in the busyness of the day and, and really take that extra time to go out there and uh, expand, see what other people are doing, you know, talk about different laws and how that plays into the workplace. So it, it's fairly, it's probably fairly obvious for someone that might be new to HR um, as to what classes to take. But if someone who's been in that position for a while, or even if it's someone that knew where, how do they, what's a good way to determine where to start? What classes to take that could most benefit them as the employee and also the organization? It can be really daunting to look on our website and pick um, from the magnitude of classes that we have and figure out what the best one that fits you. You know, it's really start by looking at the impact of the company and what your issues are, um, what you're struggling. You know, a lot of companies are struggling with furloughs and layoffs. So one of the classes that might be important are the employment law class and unemployment and compensation. Mm -hmm. um, different um, companies may be struggling with trying to find a, a new way to adapt to their benefit changes to make it maybe affordable for the employee and also the employer. So benefits and retention, uh, it's critical. The market's tough in Erie. Um, you know, a lot of people, uh, even though, um, you know, we might have job opens so or hesitant to come back to the workplace. So it's important to figure out, you know, if you're struggling with recruiting efforts and maybe, you know, taking a class to help you kind of get out there and, you know, how can we attract people? Uh, we get this question a lot with, uh, you know, people who are attracting, you know, recent graduates that come out and, you know, innovative ways, look at their benefits and things like that help draw, you know, those applicants in. Mm -hmm. Now, Tracy had referenced earlier that, you know, we're doing some virtual classes for, our series programs and our half-day programs. Has that virtual platform trans transferred over into our some of our HR? Offerings? It has. Uh, there's a lot of restrictions on travel right now. So staying in your workplace or at home, but getting that valuable information, you know, is, is really essential. I think it's a learning curve for everyone to adjust to the changes. But the best thing about these classes are the peer group conversations. I mean, that will always be um, a core piece of these classes, whether it's in person or over video conferencing. So that peer conversation is is exactly why what we do is, is so important. So mm -hmm. to get out there and talk with your, your peers and, and see what else they're doing and learn together. Sure. Rachel, Tracy, thank you guys so much for, for joining us today. And thank you for everything that you're doing to help our area members in the area uh, employers when it comes to developing their employees. It truly has been a pleasure and we look forward to having each of you back with us again soon. To our listeners, thank you so much for joining us for today's program. This is John Cray. And for the uh, business today with the MBA on Money Radio WPSE, we are now signing off.